It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast on a Friday. It is great to be with you. We've got a lot to get to today, including Reds trade deadline. There are reports and there are Reds that, uh, well, they're in the news. They haven't made any moves as of this recording. We'll get to that. Plus, we're going to talk about Tyler Malley because Tyler Malley has struggled. What does it mean? We'll discuss it. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Red. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. By the way, this is uh, this is a really cool piece that Jacob Rude did for Locked on Reds. He looked at Jose Peraza and, and dove into the analytics and, and different stats and why Jose Peraza was really impressive and has been impressive this year. And so let's... Uh, well, just a, a reminder that you should check that out because Jose Peraza, he's kind of going under the radar because of Suarez and Jeanette and, and Winker and, and these guys that have had really good seasons. But I got to be honest, Peraza's been one of the more impressive Reds players, more surprising Reds players. Check that out at LockedOnReds.com. I want to start with uh, the Jesse Winker injury, and that's just, it's very disheartening. It is. It sucks. It stinks. It's awful. Whatever adjective you want to use, it is what it is. Like, that's it. He's a 24-year-old who was coming into his own, who was gelling, and was hitting 373 over his last 39 games. In his last 26 games, he was hitting 429 and getting on 53% of the time. It's just, it's crazy to think that this guy goes down. It sucks. But I'm going to take a bright side approach to it because he's out for the season. He'll be back next year. He's 24 years old. And I'm I'm actually thanking, thanking the Reds today. Because whatever the Reds did, whoever the Reds talked to, whatever happened to change their mind from when Riggleman said this. So we're going to settle in on a, on a couple guys on the corners and keep Billy in center. And uh, right now, unfortunately for Winker, he's the odd man out. To when Winker was in the lineup every day and Winker was getting legitimate playing time. Thank you. Thank you for making the right decision. And as I say this, I look up to the to the sky. And you might say, James, you're being dramatic as hell. But no, I'm not. The reality is, is we know what Jesse Winker is. What has the theme been? If there was a slogan that I had for the Reds this year, it was what? Set the table. This was a set the table type of year to see what these young players are. Well, Jesse Winker was one of those young players. And if they had benched him, if he was really the odd man out, we would never ever have found out before this injury imagine if he had gotten injured that day or the day after pinch hitting imagine if he had gotten injured practicing shagging balls in in batting practice and he goes down then then he's a question mark then he's just a guy who's had an injury young promising have no idea what he is instead we know what he is we know that he can be a legitimate Big league player. I think we have not proof. I guess proof would be the wrong word. I was going to say proof. But we have legitimate evidence that the next time the Reds make the playoffs, Jesse Winker can be in that lineup, can be an outfielder, and can be a legitimate and big part of it. You may disagree. I don't. I think we got our answer with Jesse Winker. So even though he's going to miss the rest of the year, even though he goes down and his season ends abruptly, 
It's a very successful season for Winker, if you ask me. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. The other thing I wanted to talk about uh, today before we get to the trade deadline stuff is Tyler Malley. And Tyler Malley, well, he struggled. He only threw 53 pitches yesterday, didn't get any outs in the second inning. Uh, Malley threw 44 pitches in the first inning. He allowed five hits, three runs, and two home runs. So one inning, six hits, three runs. Malley's last three starts, he's pitched a total of nine innings. He's given up 14 earned runs. It's rough. It's rough. And this is... Brace yourself for this. I'm going to use, I just said set the table. I'm going to use another phrase I use a lot. The roller coaster reds. When you have young pitchers, they are going to go up, down, all around. His previous seven starts, he had a 2.04 earned run average. He's given up 14 earned runs in his last nine innings pitched. He's averaging three innings pitched in his last three starts. That's okay. Don't overreact. Don't I don't want to see anyone, in, and I'm not saying you have because I haven't seen anything. Tyler Malley shouldn't be moved. He shouldn't go to AAA. He's not a lost cause. He's struggling, and he's going to play himself out of it, and I expect him to be better, and it's just one of those things where sometimes you struggle. Baseball's a long season. It's a grind, and he's a guy who's going through his first full major league season, and so why not give him the chance and let him take his lumps? It was a lump. It was ugly. Um, and the Reds lose yesterday 9-4 to four to the Phillies. By the way, Eugenio Suarez homer for the fourth consecutive game. He's the uh, first Reds third baseman to, to accomplish that since Chris Steins. He is the third Reds player to do that this season. Homer in four straight games. He joins Joey Votto and Scooter Jeanette. And what I think is really cool about this is Elias Sports reports that the Reds are just the fifth team in the expansion era, which dates back to 1961. To have three different players homer in four straight games in a season. That's crazy. Four in a row for Eugenio Suarez. I wanted him in the freaking home run derby. Why couldn't he get there? Anyways, I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Up next, let's talk about something that we're all interested in. Trade deadline. Get the latest trade rumors, reports, etc. Next, as the Locked on Reds podcast rolls on. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Trade deadline this Tuesday, July 31st. And Ken Rosenthal says uh, of The Athletic, he says that Matt Harvey might be the only Reds player traded. Barring big offers, Cincinnati's inclined to keep its, all of its relievers um, who are cost-effective and under control beyond this season. Uh, Jason Stark doubled down on this, also at The Athletic. He said the Reds are telling teams they think they could be competitive as soon as next year, so they'd need a big package to move them, or they need a big package of return to move Iglesias. Uh, Jason Stark wondered out loud if there's a team that might decide it's worth a shot considering he's the best reliever that uh, could be moved in the next few days before the trade deadline. You've heard my bit, my spiel about Rossell Iglesias, so I put it out there on Twitter, at James Erpini, and I just ask, is it bad I hope a, a team offers a lot for Iglesias? And at Kodiki on Twitter says that's basically saying, hey, Houston, you want them? Start at the top of your loaded farm and we can talk. It's exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I want. I'm not giving away Iglesias. I want a lot in return. And I think 
there's a chance you get it because look, if you think again, I, and I, I've said this multiple times, if I was the, let's say the Reds were contenders and they really needed a closer and they had to give up some of their top prospects. Like let's say they were on pace to win 95 games and be better than the Cubs, but to really seriously contend for a world series, they needed a closer. And that was their one weakness. And their farm system had a Nick Senzel in it and their farm system had a Taylor Trammell in it and their farm system had a Robert Stevenson in it. I would give up two of those three, probably all three of those players, if it meant getting a closer that would help me as a contender, help me be a legitimate World Series contender this season, next season, and the year after. I don't think I'm crazy there. In fact, I think if I was a fan of a contending team, it's exactly what I would want. Why in the world would you feel differently than that? Let's get more more tweets here. And uh, AJ Smith says, Astros willing to give up Hector Perez and... Uh, Jordan Alvarez, if prospects aren't that high, then no deal. Fine. Ask for the world. And it doesn't just have to be the Astros. I really wish, I keep throwing out the Nationals, I really wish the Nationals were better. That's the one I wanted. But Houston, yeah. Houston should do it. And we'll see if they do it. Rick chimed in on Twitter. If they can get a Brad Hand-level offer, that would be amazing. But they should get more since Iglesias has a year of control more than Hand. Yep. And, and the thing is, is this could go down to the deadline. This report, there's always a reason things leak. Whoever with the Reds told Jason Stark, and I assume that's where this came from, said, hey, yeah, we think we're going to be good next year, so we're going to need a huge package in return for a guy like Russell Iglesias. They could just be playing hardball. I hope that's the case. I really do. And it's not like I view Iglesias as a bad player, but I want to get that final move or two to put this team over the top for the long-term future. And I've thrown out different ideas, but but the, the bottom line is, if you just keep this team together, Joey Votto can only be the best player on your team for the next year or two, right? Like, if you go all in and trade Senzel and you trade all these guys that you've built up in this organization, then how long can you be a legitimate contender? And that's, that's the risk. And there's the reward. And that's why I would try to promote and uh, and do things like that. The idea of having Nick Senzel up here for six years makes a lot of sense to me, which means trading Scooter Jeanette. The idea of having a new center fielder, not Billy Hamilton, for the next four or five years makes sense to me, which means probably trading Billy Hamilton. By the way, Adam Duvall has been mentioned in a few trade rumors. I think he'll certainly be available to trade. But this idea that the Reds are just going to bring the band back together and make, maybe make a, a move for a starting pitcher this offseason and be really good next year... That sounds like an ownership idea. That sounds like a fast track. That sounds rushed. I want them to do it right. They've built a solid foundation. Why would you half-ass it with shitty plaster walls? Excuse my language. But if you're building a house, wouldn't you want drywall because it's better, easier to replace, much better than plaster? Why fast track it? Why rush it? I'll never, not that I'll never forget this, but my uncle says this all the time, like a lot of these new homes, they're cheaply made because they rush them. They build them quickly, 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 quickly. And then 15, 20 years from now, they need a bunch of stuff. Well, that's what the Reds are kind of doing if they keep the band together. Now, I get it if they don't get big offers. But unless they're playing hardball here and trying to get drum up huge offers for their players, if they're already getting them, They need to be open to trading these guys. That's the reality. I get it. They had a good run. A good, nice hot streak. But I think that's all it was. 
I don't think this Reds team, and I got caught up in it. You got caught up in it. They can't get caught up in it. The reality is, is, is it's their job not to get caught up in it. It's their job to take the long view. I know Chad Dotson of RedLegNation.com. He said, anything you do at the deadline needs to be for the next four years. Well, Iglesias, you can keep him around, or you could trade him for a player who can help you for four, five, six, seven years. That's what I'm looking at. Long view. Sure, I want him to be good next year. But if you're building around Joey Votto and Scooter Jeanette, who are both 30-plus by the time you're going to be good, Scooter Jeanette's going to be 29. Got four good years left in him? Maybe. But is he going to be better than Nick Senzel in two years from now? I'm not sure he's going to be. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast on Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked on Reds. We'll be back Monday with a complete recap of all things Reds, Phillies, three more games at Great American Ballpark. Matt Harvey, by the way, in trade rumors right now, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are interested. It'll be interesting to see if the Reds can get anything for him. I also saw that the Reds were in attendance at a Brewers double-A game. Hey, if you can get a decent double-A prospect for Matt Harvey, a guy who projects to you know, be in the big leagues one day, sign me up. Have a great weekend. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Follow on Twitter at James or at Locked on Reds. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.